interest rates. In Ukraine... Officials say the fire is out at Europe's largest nuclear plant after it was attacked by Russian forces. International monitors report no sign of a radiation leak. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky threw an interpreter. Russian people, I want to appeal to you. How is this possible? After all, we fought together in 1986 against the Chernobyl catastrophe consequences. His advisor says Zelensky will not make any concessions that will humiliate Ukrainians in their fight for territorial integrity. Russian forces continue to bomb cities across Ukraine. Several explosions have just gone off in Kyiv. As of yesterday, more than a million people had fled Ukraine. Each day, more than 100,000 follow in their footsteps. Rabbi Yehuda Teichtel says hundreds are arriving daily in Berlin. We have set up apartments for the people, giving out food packages every day. The Biden administration is offering temporary protection for Ukrainian refugees in the U.S. for up to 18 months. Correspondent Ed O'Keefe is in Washington. Finland's president is coming here to the White House to meet with President Biden. You might think, why is that important? Well, Finland historically has stayed out of NATO and tried to remain neutral across Europe, not to upset its next-door neighbor, Russia. But a poll in Finland this week found now a majority of people there believe the country should join that military alliance just a sign of how alliances and politics across Europe have been transformed as this conflict begins. Lawmakers in Florida following in Mississippi's footsteps. Lawmakers in the Florida Senate have voted to ban abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy. Republican Kelly Stargell sponsored the legislation. These are children and if we're not going to protect them who will and if not our laws then what? There are no exceptions for rape or incest. Democratic Senator Linda Stewart. I don't think us not making an exception to incest and rape keeps our children and women safe. Florida currently allows abortions up to 24 weeks of pregnancy. Jim Crisula, CBS News. S&P futures down 37. This is CBS News. There's always something new under the sun. CBS Mornings, weekdays on CBS. Now an important message from Exergen. A critical new FDA study proves that the widely used non-contact thermometers are not accurate and have high probabilities for false negative readings. New COVID strands are on the rise and non-contact manufacturers are being irresponsible at a time when accuracy matters most. Accurate temperature measurements are essential. Don't wait. Switch to Exergen because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure, be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. You can unlock more cash than you realize from your home's equity with a cash-out refinance today. In the last year, average home values have gone up nearly 20%. And with Rocket Mortgage, you can unlock thousands in less than three weeks. But you've got to act right now before rates go up. So when you're looking to unlock the cash in your home, Rocket can. Call 8338-ROCKET today or go to rocketmortgage.com to get started. Rocket. Rates current as a 12-12-21. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. Anomalous consumer access. Dot over 3030. Call 800-490-1233 for disclosures and cost information. A humanitarian group is sending people back out into the world. The Peace Corps says it'll start sending volunteers overseas again in mid-March. The organization evacuated them from posts around the world two years ago due to the pandemic. Officials say the first groups will go to Zambia and the Dominican Republic later this month, with more volunteers heading back to their posts throughout the year. The Peace Corps says most of their work will focus on COVID education and getting more people access to vaccines. Monica Ricks, CBS News. As if you need it. 
it another reason to open a bottle? Here's CBS's Michael George. A glass of wine with dinner can lower the risk of type 2 diabetes. Doctors caution drinking alcohol, especially in excess, can present other health risks, but found people who had one drink during a meal had a 14% lower chance of developing diabetes. Dow Futures now down 298. This is CBS News. Exergen would like you to know about an important study just released by the FDA. It confirms what the medical community has known all along. Non-contact thermometers are not accurate. The study also reports that they fail to meet FDA requirements for accuracy and labeling. We can't afford to tolerate the rampant false temperature readings from non-contact thermometers. Accurate temperature measurements are essential. You need Exergen thermometers because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure, be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. You could unlock more cash than you realize from your home's equity with a cash-out refinance today. In the last year, average home values have gone up nearly 20%. And with Rocket Mortgage, you could unlock thousands in less than three weeks. But you've got to act right now before rates go up. So when you're looking to unlock the cash in your home, Rocket can. Call 8338-ROCKET today or go to rocketmortgage.com to get started. Rocket. Rates current as a 12-12-21. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLS consumer access. Not over 3030. Call 800-490-1233 for disclosures and cost information. So savory. So peppery and covered with so much country-style gravy. The sausage gravy and biscuit at McDonald's is worth jumping out of bed for. It's made with a real buttermilk biscuit smothered in hearty sausage gravy. Now, mix and match the sausage gravy and biscuit, sausage McMuffin with egg, or bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. Get 82 for just $4.29. At McDonald's, your mouth is already made up. Start your morning hot with sausage gravy and biscuit. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. Well, it's probably not it's the, not Kim, the Kim and Ruth Show. It's really... <laughs> I don't know. Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics. And all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. Some things in life are just automatic, like State Farm agent Shauna Stump offering great neighborhood service, plus surprisingly great rates on auto insurance. Actually, if you were to contact Shauna Stump right now, you could probably find some of those surprisingly great rates and good neighborhood service. Well, right away, as in automatically. Give Shauna Stump here in Athens, Ohio a call today. She thinks you'll be automatically happy you did. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. Don't leave money on the table. FAFSA could help the journey to college be less of a financial burden. We also help with filling out FAFSA, so it's less stressful for you. Visit itsforyou.org to use free resources to get free federal student financial aid for college. Visit itsforyou.org to learn more. Sponsored by the Ohio Department of Higher Education. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. We've all got our daydreams, right? Little things, big things, things you know one day you'll do. Then out of nowhere, cancer. And all your plans don't change a bit. I would know. I'm about to jump out of an airplane with my dad. Our first time skydiving solo. And my second year since starting cancer treatment at Ohio Health. All right, Dad, let's go. You keep making plans. Visit OhioHealth.com slash keep making plans. 
Forged from the fusion of sweet honey and spicy spice. Translation, Wendy's new hot honey chicken sandwich and biscuit are here. A molten sweet heat cast atop an inferno of flavor. Translation, a bold hot honey sauce drizzled over Wendy's spicy chicken. And topped with applewood smoked bacon. What he said. Venture to Wendy's for the new hot honey chicken sandwich or breakfast biscuit. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's hot honey chicken biscuit only includes crispy chicken and hot honey sauce and it's only available during breakfast hours. Financial questions are tough. When can I retire? How much should I save each month? Am I doing what I should to protect my future and my family? At Snyder Stroh Jarrett Financial, we understand these are complex issues. Our advisors start with a simple conversation to learn about your specific goals and needs and then work alongside you to develop your own plan. Call us today at 594-8385 to set up your own complimentary review. Snyder Stroh Jarrett Financial. Let's work together to find the answers to all your financial questions. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment Advisory Services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC. An affiliate of Kestra IS. Snyder Stroh Jarrett Financial is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. I-N-E-P-T. Tech. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters! Oysters! Raw! 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 Coach Turf, yesterday you found out that you were invited to a postseason ball game up in Flushing. And I wonder if preparations uh, are underway for the trip to the toilet bowl. Well, that's right. You know, the most important thing about going to a bowl game, of course, is uh, getting there. And, you know, we want to be sure we get there safe and sound. So preparations are already underway, taking care of the 19 and 37 Packard, what we make all of our road trips in. And we want to be sure it gets a nice wash job. And we want to make sure it gets a nice tune-up. And we want to get that front end aligned. We want to check the brakes. So I got our ace uh, mechanic, Wrench Romeyer, working on it. You know, he's been working on the Packard the last 24 hours straight, and it's going to be ready and ready, raring to go. And I got Skid Crawford, our driver, working on getting the road maps, make sure we take all the right roads and get there in good shape. Coach Turf going to a bowl game, in addition to being very prestigious, generally means additional revenue to the school, and perhaps you can uh, bring back enough uh, money to replace that 1937 Packard. You mean uh, you mean the bowl is supposed to pay y'all? You mean you mean we've been doing this wrong all these years? You didn't agree you, to you didn't agree to pay them money to go to the bowl game, did you, Coach? I believe it's time for a commercial. And we'll be back with Coach Turf right after we pause for this message. I believe it's time for a commercial too, and uh, the Art Turf Show is proudly brought to you by Oatmeal Raisin Granola Bars. Strikes me, Greyhound Buses would be another good sponsor. Full of oatmeal, raisin, granola bars. Coach Turf, the campus here is buzzing with the information of your acceptance of a bowl invitation, the toilet bowl up in Flushing. And, you know, one of the most important things a school can take to a bowl game is its school spirit, excitement, cheerleaders, marching band and the like. But I understand that uh, your cheerleaders uh, are still on the missing list. Well, that's right. You know, we had to put them on the injury report after the EIEIO ball game because we done lost them. We didn't know what happened to them, and that was probably the reason that we done suffered that heartbreaking loss to Bungle State there at the end of the season because they wasn't there to cheer for us. But they was there at the EIEIO ball game cheering for us, and, and you know, come to think of it, you know, EIEIO, they might have a fine player here, fine player there, here fine player, there fine player, fine player everywhere, but what they ain't got is fine cheerleaders. And I'm sure what, what happened to uh, 
other words, they'd coveted our cheerleaders and they recruited them to transfer over to their place because uh, they wanted to have fine cheerleaders to go with their program. Now, what about cheerleaders for your own team? Are you going to have to recruit some new cheerleaders for the bowl game? Well, that's right, and I did want to uh, put out some feelers uh, to all the folks listening out there. I am going to have personal tryouts right here in the office. All they got to do is call me on the phone. And what is that number, Coach? Six. Coach, we will ask that they wait until after the program is over to call. I wanted to ask you another question about the bowl game. How do you go about picking uh, members for your traveling squad? Well, all we got to do is uh, spin this little wheel here, and uh, we'll spin it just to see if you're going to make the trip. We spun this rascal for everybody else. Let's see if you make it. Uh, it here it comes on around. Well, I hope I'm lucky today. Uh, I think you better buy a vowel. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. Temperatures too. Yes, indeed. The sunshine is booming. It's going to be in the 70s tomorrow and Sunday. I'm going to cut my grass for the first time this year. I will have to tell you, I got the lawnmower out when it was uh, real snowy. I was going up up and down my yard like I was mowing grass, but it was all snow. Man, did the people look odd at me. Good morning, folks. Welcome. It's uh, March 4th. Yes, indeed. March 4th. And uh, what is national? Uh, what is March 4th in terms of all of these things we tell you each day? It's National Employee Day. No, no, no. It's National Employee Appreciation Day. Scott? Yes. I appreciate you. You do? Sure. Wow. And, and Liz over there? Yes, it's not just me. It's teamwork. That's right. <sighs> now, oh, National Day of Unplugging. I wonder what they're getting at. Sewerage? Unplug the sewer? <laughs> I kind of doubt it. Hmm. National Dress in Blue Day. Uh oh. I don't have anything blue on today, except for my socks, I guess. Um, <clears throat> National Sons Day, like daughters and sons. National Tartar Sauce Day, I don't mind that. National Grammar Day. Now, should you use good grammar or bad grammar? Well, maybe they, it doesn't matter. Probably it, depends on the situation, you know. If you're doing a 
TV or movie production. National Hug a GI Day. <clears throat> okay, now. Okay, so refresh my memory. What's GI stand for? I mean, I know what it means, but what what were those initials for? Wasn't it government issue? Yeah, okay. and some people say um, General Infantry. Oh, I don't think that's it, but I'll accept it. Um, okay, so you know. Why, why don't they say um, National Hug a Veteran Day? Something like that. You know, I just thought of something else. GI could stand for gastrointestinal, too. <laughs> that's that's what it's known for when you have an upper GI or a lower GI done. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know? <laughs> well. It's true, folks. Okay. You heard it here. Um Right on party line. Let's, let's, let's uh, see if Google GI, that expression, and see if they can give us a little more true, specific instead of our guessing. Anyway, let's go on. It's Marching Music Day. It's National Pound Cake Day. Yum. National Speech and Debate Education Day. Bunch of them today. Okay, so... I think, I think I've been a GI, but um, let's see, let's go to our phones. Good morning. Whoops, I didn't push the button hard enough. There we go. Good morning. Tickety-poo. Tickety-poo. <laughs> Dave, I got a little gripe. Oh. You, wait a minute. I'm, I'm just amazed. Yeah, well, it, it doesn't happen often. You have a gripe? Just a little one. Okay, I'm. Well, let, let me. Let me. You're always so let, happy. Let me That's adjust my seat here so I'm prepared for this. That's why it's surprising, because you're always so happy. Well, okay. I'm happy, but I just okay. like to gripe a little bit about okay. gas. Okay, I'm. I'm. Oh, about gasoline? Oh, it, yeah, it happens. The day before yesterday, I, I felt. I got ten dollars worth of gas just to get me back and forth to town. Yep. Yesterday I filled up, and it went from three sixty nine, three seventy nine in one day. Yeah. 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 It cost me fifty bucks to fill my car up. I'll gripe with you on that. And I got a little Buick Century. Yep. So I'm go. So I'll go to God please and meet the friend for lunch down there at the Chinese buffet main one main main one main. Well, main one, I can't, I mean, I don't know is. Where, where is this? Gallipolis. Okay, okay. It's the best Chinese around buffet. Well, I have some favorite Chinese restaurants too, but I haven't been to that one. Yeah, oh, you ought to try it one time. Okay, we'll do it. And I was going down and right there at the Exxon Station on 7, like you're going to turn to go back to Rutland. Okay. It was 359 there. When it was three seventy nine here, right? Twenty cents cheaper. How about a couple of days before when it was three thirty nine, and it went up to three sixty nine overnight? Thirty cents. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I, my son, my oldest son, lives in uh, Tupper's Plains. So I coming back from God Place, I you know stop off and see him. Going through Cutler, the gas was three forty nine. 
30 cents cheaper. Hmm. I don't understand how, to me, the price gouge in here in Athens. Well, I don't know either. Um, I just don't understand it. Same here. I saw a price of uh, uh, but I'm in the relieved. Columbus area of two ninety six. I'm I'm relieved because I thought you were going to gripe about something we had done. Oh no! You always tell you guys you do a good job. Okay. Well, no, yeah, I, the gasoline. I I get that. I get that. And what's going on with the Bobcats? What in the world are they doing? Well, Scott, fill me in. Well, they're not playing uh to to their potential as evidenced on this past weekend when they got beat at bowling green who's oh, not, not a very good team but i hope they come back with a vengeance tonight um i was surprised that jason carter got kicked out of the game at bowling green you had two technicals right yeah um he's usually you know pretty pretty well focused on the game instead of griping about officiating or, yeah, well, or whatever it was. But he was being bumped around like nuts. Well, they all, they get bumped around every game. I mean, I th- I thought it was – well, anyway. Yeah, listen, I played basketball a lot of times, and I've said before it's like football without pads and helmets I'm, sometimes. It, I mean, in basketball, used to, they used to say it's a non-contact sport. Yeah. I'm thinking, I've never seen it being a non-contact. Exactly. Right. When I was in high school. <laughs> I can tell you from experience, <laughs> there's been times that I'm I'm telling you, it's like playing football without pads, like I just mentioned. But Well, let's see here. Uh, who do we play tonight? Northern Illinois. Okay. That should have been cakewalk. So, yeah, Bowling Green should have been too. I, yeah, but I, in, like they say, any given game. That's right. So you are, know what? Are we still in the top eight? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If they win tonight, we'll be, what, number three, I think? Most or, likely, yes. Or two. Still stay two if we win. No, I don't we think they – Kent State's got the number two now. Oh. Well, if we so, lose, we drop to four. Yep. Which I don't want to be number three. Okay, help me. Wait, 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 wait. Who's number one now? Toledo. Two. Kent. Three. Ohio. And four. Uh, I think Akron. Okay. So well, Miami. So Miami's, I think, number six or seven right now. So the Bobcats could could end up playing Miami. And once again, I know I asked this before. Tonight we play whom? Northern Illinois. Okay. The Huskies in DeKalb, Illinois. Yeah. Game now, time's at that, 730. Is that CBS Sports? No, it's not on TV anywhere, uh, other than I th- maybe the ESPN Plus. Oh, you got to pay for that. Yeah, you do. It's like pay-per-view. Pretty much, yes. Well, I hope they put their stuff together this game. Well, they there's, need to. There's um. Now's a good time to do it, heading into yeah, the tournament next week. Well, I think Miami's sick because cause they was talking that, that Toledo would – play Miami in the first round. Uh, yeah, if they if they drop to number three. You know, there are local restaurants that have all of those sports channels, even the ones you pay for. Um, yeah. You know, you could uh, try to time your dinner to go to one of those and catch the game. But, yeah, I just, 
others listen on the radio. Okay. Now, as I look at OhioBobcats.com, they've got the game time at 8 p.m. tonight, so pregame will be 7.30 on Power 105. Okay. Well. So it'll be 7 p.m. Central time there where they are going in DeKalb since they're in Central time zone. Better be right. 8 Dave, o'clock here. Dave, if you're going to mow, you better do it this evening or in the morning because it's supposed to rain Sunday. Sunday, yes. I'm, I'm going to be working on the yard tomorrow. Okay. And um, yeah. all right, so let's, let's see here. What did we end up saying now? Um, gas oh, prices. Oh, gas and- prices, yes. Yeah, it is concerning. Um, I find myself driving the Mini Cooper more than I do my uh, Pathfinder right now because it chews up, you know, it drinks l- a lot less fluid. Right. That's the way, well, my car, my gas gauge don't work, but, you know, I, I can tell when it starts getting real low, or like maybe like two or three gallons left, yeah. it goes from full to empty. All of a sudden, huh? Yeah. Okay. And so then when I fill it back up, I, and I fill it as full as I can get it because I want it to last. When it's full, it reads empty. After I use a couple of gallons, it jumps up to full. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You, like me, you don't know what to expect. <laughs> yeah. I've got uh, my uh, Pathfinder in the garage getting a number of repairs. There's a list of 11 items. And one of them, one of them is the speedometers. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. So uh, anyway, okay. Thank you. Y'all have a great weekend and keep up the good work. Likewise. Thank man. you, sir. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Go Bobcats. Go Bobcats. Go Bobcats. Appreciate you guys. Okay. Thank you. Later. Bye. You too. All right. Uh, yeah, so I'm anyway, about that too. National GI Day. Did we ever get that GI figured out? Well, you know what? What I what I said earlier is um, true about it. It's used in medical terminology for yes. upper GI and lower GI. Yeah, okay. and it's also used in uh, the military as a form of a government issue, general issue, or ground infantry. Government issue. Okay. I think that's uh, government issue. Didn't I say that's what I thought it was? Yeah, I think, I so. think so. Oh, well, enough on that. Let me set that one over there. So, how about this day historically? Uh, let's see here. In 1801, on this Good date... What, what? That was... Some- Good drum rolls right there, or whatever it was. Oh, I was just rattling my fingers. Oh. Uh, in 1801, on this date, Thomas Jefferson is the first U.S. president to be inaugurated in Washington, D.C. On this date in 1861, Abraham Lincoln is inaugurated as the 16th U.S. president. AAA, right? The American Automobile Association, 1902, founded on this date in Chicago. 1933, FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, inaugurated as the 32nd U.S. president, pledges to pull the U.S. out of a depression. We have nothing to fear but fear itself. 
1936, the first flight of the airship Hindenburg over there in Germany. Well, those are a few of the things. Let's see, we got some birthdays. Antonio Vivaldi. Notice how I put a little accent on that. Yeah, you want to do it again? Vivaldi. <laughs> he was born on this date in 1678. He died in 1741. And Scott, Antonio Vivaldi. Was an Italian Baroque composer, virtuoso violinist, teacher, impresario, and Roman Catholic priest, born in Venice, the capital of the Venetian Republic, Vivaldi is regarded as one of the greatest Baroque composers, with one of the greatest Italian names. Okay, next would be, um, let's see here, I guess we won't do it in, in exact chronological order, but Richard DeVos. He was born in 1926. He died in 2018. Richard DeVos was an American billionaire businessman, co-founder of Amway. Oh, yes. And owner of the Orlando Magic basketball team. I had forgotten that. All right. Uh, Jason Newstead. I think he's a performer. Maybe a musician. Today's his 59th birthday. Jason Curtis Newstead is an American musician who was the bassist of the American heavy metal band Metallica. Oh, yeah. From 1986 to 2001, after playing with the thrash metal band Flotsam and Jetsam from 81 to 86, Newstead joined Metallica following the passing of their previous bassist. It's, it's amazing how many band names I don't know or have forgotten. Okay, Jack Fisher celebrating his 83rd birthday today. Baseball, New York, um, played for the New York team. Um, you know Jack? Uh, no. Not personally? <laughs> no. Okay. I just thought you'd tell us something funny about him, but oh, okay. You being I, the baseball nut you are. Oh, I I've actually never heard of Jack Fisher. You're kidding? No, I'm I'm not. What year was he born? Well, he's celebrating today his 83rd birthday. Okay. Uh, John Howard Fat Jack Fisher is an American former baseball player, professional baseball player. He played Major League Baseball as a right-handed pitcher from 1959 through 1969. Now that I'm looking at this picture, yes, I have heard of him. And I remember Joe Nuxall talking about mm -hmm. Jack Fisher mm -hmm. because he played for the Orioles, the Giants, the New York Mets, Chicago White Sox, and the Cincinnati Reds. I lost count there, but that's five teams, and he was only in the – the business for 11 years? Uh, actually, 10, yes. Okay. So, yep. Hmm. Now I remember that name and Nuxie talking about Jack Fisher because uh, 
Just Joe, some Joe of those Nexon pictures he talked was, about. Um, a good friend. What a nice guy. He was okay. funny on these Reds caravans. Oh, yes. When he came here and uh, they were sponsored by Stroh's at mm. the time. And I I think uh, Nuxy and some of the fellas enjoyed a few of them <laughs> before the caravan. <laughs> before, during, and after. Could be, yeah. They were on the uh, Kerr family, uh, uh, what do you call those, mobile... They're like a bus, but they're a, a camper, right? Oh, yeah. What am I trying The motorhomes? Mo- motorhomes, yes. Yeah. Okay, two deaths to mention. Um, one uh, doesn't mean a thing to me, but his picture is horrid. It's Saladin, who died in 1193. But this guy has facial hairs, um all over the place. He's got a really weird outfit on and some sort of puffy hat. What in the world? Who in the world was Saladin? It sounds like he could have been a werewolf from he, your description he looks there. Like, he looks it. How do you, give me the spelling here. S-A-L-A-D-I-N. Saladin is a former sultan of Egypt. And Syria, and founder of the Ayyubid dynasty. He led the Muslim military campaign against the Crusader states in the Levant. And the only uh, only other one we have to mention, and this is a guy that I don't think I've ever seen anything he was in I didn't like. John Candy. Oh, yeah. Born in 1950, died in 1994. Yep. He uh, had a great start. Wasn't he on Saturday Night Live for a while, too? I I think so. He was a Canadian actor and comedian known mainly for his work in Hollywood films. He rose to fame in the 1970s as a member of the Toronto branch of the Second City. Yeah, remember that, too. That was kind of like the Canadian version of Saturday Night Live. Okay, I've got a very important question for you. Oh, Lord. Are you ready? I don't know. I I could beg adjust to defer. Your, adjust yourself in your seat. Do you have a gripe like Don about gasoline? No. Okay. You know, you are very knowledgeable. Well, and, I try. I know. Just bear with you. So in a bag of M&M's. How many different colors are there? Don't look it up. I can hear you punching the keys. Well, I'm not looking that up. I'm answering somebody (laughs) about a work thing. Oh, well, mercy. Actually. One thing at a time, man. Well, I can multitask. Okay. Give me me some some, uh, multi-guess answers. Are there five, six, or seven? Colors in a bag? Yes. M&M's. You know, there was little... Yeah, I thought there were many more than that. I was going to say about 20 or 25. Different colors? Yeah. Oh, they're to- I bet they're to- those are the total colors. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, I'll say the highest number. 
Okay. 6% of the people answering this question agreed with you. The highest percentage was 51% who said there were five colors. Which means? But the answer is six. 43%, though, knew that. Okay, now, there's even percentages of colors. So, like, if you have a bag, one of these little bags, you know how it is, um... There's six colors in there. Brown, yellow, green, red, orange, and blue. The distribution, 24% are blue, 20% orange, 16% green, 14% yellow, 13% red, and 13% brown. Now, you know, I want to go over to Farmar there and buy a bag of M&M's right now. Go for it. Well, I actually can't for 22 minutes. Sure you can. We'll, we'll gab away here. Well, anyway, that, you know, just to count these and see if how accurate each bag is. <laughs> okay. I wonder how much money was spent on that study how no. many colors of m&ms are in a bag somebody did it let's spend x amount of millions to find out okay do you think they taste different the different colors oh no <laughs> no i don't i yeah i was just throwing that out there wonder one color that's pretty cool that somebody told me about one time, and I thought, what does that mean? And I don't know why I remember this, but I do. But the color is azure, A-Z-U-R-E. It's kind of a bluish color. Mm-hmm. A pale blue, as yeah. I recall. And I said, what? Yeah. Azure, as you were. Well, it's, um, we've kind of goofed around a, a good bit here. It's Friday and... Yabba, daba, do. Yeah, do you, you should have done your drum roll on the counter there before you did that. Okay. Um, let's, uh, let's go to more serious stuff. And you, you know what topic's going to be first. Um, the Ukraine. New York Times is calling it a campaign of terror. The war in the Ukraine is a mismatch. On one side is the Russian military among the world's largest and strongest forces. On the other side is Ukraine, a medium-sized country whose infrastructure is being destroyed during the fighting. Although Ukraine has powerful allies, such as ourselves in Western Europe, those allies have chosen not to send troops, partly because they do not see 
Ukraine as vital to their national interests and because they fear starting a larger war with nuclear-armed Russia. The reality of this mismatch explains the developments of the past 48 hours. After some surprising setbacks in the first few days of the invasion, Russia has since used brutal tactics, often targeting civilians to make progress. Russian troops have taken control of areas in both the east and south of the country, In the east, Russia is hoping to isolate and then crush Ukrainian forces that for years have been battling Russian-backed separatists near the Russian border. In the south, the goal appears to be to control the Black Sea coast, potentially cutting off Ukraine from sea access. Going on, Russia has also intensified its bombing of Ukraine's two largest cities. Um, that's Kyiv and um, Kharkiv. Kharkiv? Kharkiv? Kharkiv, I guess it is. Yes. Um, these bombs are occurring from planes and missile launchers stationed outside those cities. The strategy is to terrorize the population and force them to flee or beg their government to surrender and to pummel Ukrainian government buildings to disrupt their wartime operations. The humanitarian disaster is likely to increase in the coming days This is a quote from the deputy mayor of um, Mirapol, which is a southern city. We cannot collect all the bodies. The mayor said the electricity was out and that Russia was blocking food from entering the city. Well, more than a million Ukrainians out of the population of the country, which is 40 million, have fled. Many have headed west, away from the areas where Russia is advancing in the hope of entering bordering countries like Poland or Romania. And they say at least a million more people are displaced internally. L-V-I-V, Leave. that's the name of a city. Do you think I have it right? I'm not sure. I've not heard of that one until just now. Okay, well, Leave. I'm going to go with that, L-V-I-V. They say is the largest city in western Ukraine is filled with people carrying suitcases. Hotels are cramming people into rooms so they do not need to sleep at the train station. 
reporter spoke with one 20-year-old woman traveling with her mother who had packed only three sweatshirts, a pair of socks, and her dog. The two of them had left everything else behind. You know, I hadn't thought about that until just this statement, or just this reading. Thought about what? Which part? The pets. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen footage of if I, people carrying them. Yeah. If I, if we, Pat and I, had some situation whereby we had to discard or remove ourselves from Pope and Foley. That would be devastating. Oh, it'd be heartbreaking. Yeah. You couldn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't. Well, it still seems possible that Russia will not be able to win a quick victory. Russia does not yet control the skies over Ukraine. And its military is struggling to make much progress in the north, near uh, Kiev. A mile-long convoy of military vehicles has largely stalled about 18 miles from that city. It is facing fierce Ukrainian opposition as well as shortages of fuel and spare parts, a reflection of the failure to conquer Kiev immediately. Now, this is a mile-long convoy. What what became of that 40-mile-long convoy? Well, it's it's still in another area okay. of Ukraine, but that's just one they've okay. referenced, apparently. Let's see. Uh, Ukrainian officials quoted what they claimed was a Russian soldier's text to his mother recovered from his phone after he died. The, it simply said, there is real war raging here. I'm afraid. We are bombing all of the cities together, even targeting civilians. The United States, the Euro- European Union, and Britain are continuing to send arms to Ukraine's army. They're doing so over land routes. And the West has continued to impose sanctions, which seem to be inflicting significant damage on Russia's economy. All of which raise the prospect that the war, which already seems to be somewhat unpopular within Russia, will become even more so. Still, Vladimir Putin is signaling that he will respond to setbacks with more destruction. He also seems willing to allow Russia to pay a high price in both economic terms and soldiers' lives. Yesterday, there was a 90-minute phone call between Putin and the French president, Emmanuel Macron, 
in which Putin said that Russia would achieve its goal in Ukraine no matter what. Later in the day, there was a televised address where Putin told Russians that he was determined to fight the war. Well, I don't know. Uh, A couple things that have happened. Russian troops have seized Europe's largest nuclear power plant. Um, After there was a fire mm -hmm. there. I don't know if that mentioned that no. anywhere. Um, but I was aware of it. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, let's see here. Let's, let's go on to a different report <coughs> and see if we get a, anything different. Okay, so Russian and Ukrainian negotiators agreed yesterday to open humanitarian corridors for those wishing to evacuate from the Ukraine amid Russia's ongoing invasion of that country. The tentative agreement came on the war's eighth day as Russia continued to intensify shelling of the country's largest cities. According to reports, Russia's advance in the north, in particular that 40-mile-long convoy that I mentioned a few moments ago, which is outside the capital of Kiev, has been significantly slowed. In the south, the strategic port city of Kyrgyzstan has been captured. Now Russian forces reportedly are heading toward the city of Odessa. And again, as we said earlier, the capture of of um, Kirsten and the likely capture of Odessa. Um, well, it really limits the access to the Black Sea for the, U- the Ukrainian country. And why is that important? Well... By most, they would say it's a vital passway, passageway rather, for incoming arms and exports. By the way, overnight a Russian attack ignited a fire at that Zap- Zaporizhia nuclear plant. That's what Scott was mentioning. It's a building that's separate from the reactor, and no radiation was released as of this morning. All right, different topic completely, and maybe welcome. Well, not not what happened, but just the, the change in topics might be welcome. So did you hear about this lunar impact? A large chunk of space debris is expected to make impact 
on the moon sometime today. That's according to astronomers. It marks the first time a human-made object will unintentionally crash onto the lunar surface. Now, what is it? Well, it's believed to be the remains of a Chinese rocket launched in 2014. It's a three-ton piece of scrap. And it's expected to create a a crater that could be as wide as 66 feet. Now, experts estimate there are roughly 20,000 pieces of defunct human-generated space debris orbiting the Earth. And this, that 20,000, there might be more, but there are 20,000 pieces that are large enough to be tracked, okay? Along with millions of pieces less than an inch in size, Most pieces travel at speeds exceeding 15,000 miles per hour, obviously making them difficult to capture and remove from orbit. So this event today highlights the difficulty in tracking and predicting the trajectory of space debris, an issue that poses a potential risk for NASA's upcoming Artemis mission which aims to establish a long-term human presence on the moon. Okay. Well, that's the news at the moment. Certainly there are other items, too. Let me turn my phone off. I'm sorry. Well, it looks like it did it by itself. Um, once again, I have, um, with yesterday's updates, the COVID report, let me just say it is generally improving rather than going through every item. Uh, but on Monday, we'll, we'll give you another update. Um... We have three reports here that we've been saving for, I don't know, four or five days. One, one's only one day old. So, Scott, let's do this. You can see the three titles here. Number one is Property, state, property Taxes by State. That one. Go ahead, though. <laughs> well, let me give the other two. Best and Worst States for Women. And finally, happiest cities in America. Now, with that, you still want to do property taxes? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I I must tell you, I've never really paid a whole lot of attention to this topic. I just know we pay them, and I know it. You always grumble when you have to. Um, Now, they have put property taxes in two categories. You have real estate taxes, and you have 
vehicle taxes. And I guess I didn't know that. Um, now, Ohio doesn't charge vehicle taxes. I mean, they may on a sales tax or something like that. But in terms of an annual tax on your automobiles or trucks or whatever, no. In fact, there are Maryland, Alaska, South Dakota, Ohio, Pennsylvania, New York, Texas, Wisconsin, Vermont, Illinois, and New Jersey do not charge anything in the way of an annual car tax. Now, there's 51 states if you include the District of Columbia. Virginia as the highest car tax. It is... If your car is worth $25,000, they charge you 1023 And I believe this is annual. Wow. Mississippi eight seventy five. Rhode Island seven sixty nine. Missouri six fifty nine. Connecticut six fifty six and so on. Okay. Well, let's stay with property taxes because that is something we have to deal with. So where do you pay the least and where do you pay the most? This is a little bit interesting to me. What state would you guess is the state where you pay the least property tax? Real estate. Um, Alaska. Um, Alaska is 33rd. So you're way off. But... Do you have a second choice? I'm, I don't mean to press you. Uh, Florida. <laughs> Come on, from one extreme to the other. Not really. Uh, let's see here. Florida is... Um, can I spot it quickly? West Virginia. Florida is 24th. Okay, but the state that has the least property taxes, and then we're out of time, so we'll, we'll have to do more on this next week. Hawaii. Oh, I was close with Alaska then. Just needed to drop down about 500,000 miles. <laughs> the median home value is $615,000, and the annual taxes on that would be 606 bucks. That's where I'm going. Amen. <laughs> Go Bobcats. We loved it there. I bet. All right. So uh, we'll come back to this report later on. Have a safe weekend. Go Bobcats, as Scott just In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. We begin in Ukraine with correspondent Charlie Daggett. 
tracer fire sliced across the sky as Russian firepower took a sinister turn, triggering explosions and alarm after taking aim and opening fire on the largest nuclear power plant in Europe. Ukraine's president called the assault an act of nuclear terror. New Russian attacks are being waged across the country today. NATO Secretary General calls it horrific and painful to see the human suffering. But Jens Stoltenberg has ruled out a NATO no-fly zone over Ukraine. We are not going to be part of the conflict with Russia in Ukraine. Ukraine's central bank governor has just asked the U.S. and the EU to freeze the assets of all Russian banks. An estimated 100,000 Ukrainians are streaming out of their country each day at a refugee camp in Romania. Bravo! Volunteers and emergency services workers surprised a seven-year-old girl with cake and balloons for her birthday. Correspondent Steve Futterman is at the border in Medica, Poland. This woman arrived today with her young son, glad to be away from the danger she faced in Ukraine. So how do you feel being here? Here, safe, you know, no explosions, no fires. And she had one desire, at least for today. I don't want to remember this again. There is hope that refugees will now have an easier way out after Russian and Ukraine officials agreed to what's called a humanitarian corridor. Employers added a hefty six. 